I'm always getting asked, what should I do with my engagement ring? Well, I finally have the answer. Sell it with Worthy. I'm partnering with Worthy so you can turn your wedding jewelry into cash, fast and risk-free. Worthy is great because their competitive auctions ensure you get the best deal possible. Over 45,000 people have already moved on by selling with Worthy. If you're ready to move on from your ring, visit worthy.com moms to get an extra $100 when your jewelry sells for over $1,500. That's worthy.com moms when you're ready to move on. This week on Moms Moving On. How do you not repeat that? Like, how do you stop yourself and say, wait a second, this is the red flag I've been missing all this time? Yeah. So it's kind of like, I would say it's like going to AA or any type of, when you acknowledge that there's an addiction or a problem, the first step is to acknowledge there's a problem. So I acknowledge, you start getting conscious of these thoughts because we have thousands, millions of thoughts per day and we let them rule our lives from our ego, our mind. So we need to drop from our mind, our ego into our heart, which is the truth. So you get aware of the thoughts and then that's how you can shift. You shift into, is this true? Life moves on. So why shouldn't we? This is Michelle Dempsey-Moltak, your host of Moms Moving On, navigating divorce, co-parenting, single motherhood, and moving on. Welcome back to another episode of Moms Moving On, and thank you for making this your favorite divorce and co-parenting podcast. We love to see it. We are so happy to be here in our series on dating after divorce and all of the things you need to know, trying to move on in a healthy way with a new person in whatever capacity that looks like for you. We have the right person on the show with us today. We have Jamie Bronstein with us. She's a licensed clinical social worker, licensed relationship therapist, author and speaker, and was named the number one relationship coach transforming lives by Yahoo Finance. Jamie, thank you so much for being here. Thanks so much for having me today. I just... Brings me such joy to talk about anything that has to do with dating and relationships. Um, I I know, and I feel like my listeners who have been on this journey with me since early 2020 are now like, okay, we did it. We got divorced. We moved on. What's next? And so that's why we are knee deep in dating after divorce. Um, tell us a little bit about you, though. How did you become the relationship expert du jour? Well, I always say that it started with the fact that my name in French means I love. J apostrophe A-I-M-E. J'aime means I love. So it was it was a huge, it was destiny that I was going to do this work. My parents have been married for, they just got married. They've been married for 51 years. Um, wow. And so I grew up seeing this beautiful example of what a relationship is. And so, and then I... My first psychology class in high school became obsessed with psychology. So everything was a foreshadowing. Um, I've always been a romantic. I dated 12,000 million guys until I found my husband. So, and then I now have 20 years of experience. And at some point I got to my career where I, I decided I didn't want to take every client. I wanted just to work with singles, couples, breakups, and divorces, some family stuff also, because those were the clients that I felt alive with. I felt I was drawn the most towards. Mm -hmm. So I eventually just branded myself as the relationship expert. It's kind of funny because I'm like the opposite of a cocky person, but it was a great website and it's very clear what I do. Well, yeah. I mean, if someone's Googling for help with relationships, they're going to look up relationship experts. So you basically cornered the market there. Yeah. 
Good for you. Um, so, you know, having been divorced and now remarried, I know that there's nothing scarier than dating after divorce for a whole host of reasons. But one of them being we we reflect and we realize the mistakes we made in our first marriage or in all of our dating history as a whole. And the biggest thing we want to avoid is ending up with the same person or making the same mistakes. Now, I'm a big believer in like therapy and self-awareness to show you your mistakes, but maybe you can just kind of give us a crash course and let us know like what what don't we know about recreating these cycles or repeating these patterns? Yes. So the crazy thing is that, I mean, the crazy cool thing is that our thoughts become things. So whatever you are focused on, a life is going to give you. So if you're focused on the fear that you're going to create or bring in that same exact relationship because you hated it so much, it's going to become a self-fulfilling prophecy. So you need to become conscious of these negative narratives, these negative thoughts and these fears and shift them. I always say you don't shift the negative into positive. You're shifting the negative narratives into the truth. What is the truth? The truth is, of course, I deserve to have a healthy relationship. You need to see it. You need to live your life as if it's already happening. Because the cool thing about the brain is that the brain doesn't know the difference. Right. And so, you know, not not having been like the manifesting type or believer in that kind of stuff. I'm a very cynical realist from New York. Um, I I did, and I write about it in my book, I went to an energy healer at the end of my marriage, which was so out of character for me. But she asked me in that moment to like, imagine what my life might look like after divorce. And I got to say, there was something to it. There is. When we find ourselves in negative land, these low vibrations, poor me, victim mode, it's just going to continue because the universe is just going to validate that. It will attract what you are, right? Like Exactly, Miss Non-Spiritual Lady. Yes. Right. Exactly. Our outside experiences are a reflection of our inner reality. So we need to be showing up, loving ourselves. It's not in a cheesy way. This is a real way for real reasons so we can attract that which is our match, that which reflects what's going on inside of us. Okay. So I'll hear people say to me like, oh, I just, I have the worst luck. I always pick the cheater. I always, I always get the guy with the temper and I'm like, I've been there. I was once the the girl with the pattern who didn't realize she didn't have a pattern. I said I didn't have a type and I didn't physically, but emotionally it was all the same. So how do you not repeat that? Like, how do you stop yourself and say, wait a second, this is the red flag I've been missing all this time? Yeah. So it's kind of like, I would say it's like going to AA or any type of, when you acknowledge that there's an addiction or a problem, the first step is to acknowledge there's a problem. So I acknowledge, you you start getting conscious of these thoughts because we have thousands, millions of thoughts per day and we let them rule our lives from our ego, our mind. So we need to drop from our mind, our ego into our heart, which is the truth. So you get aware of the thoughts and then that's how you can shift. You shift into, is this true? This is not true that everything sucks, that forever I'm going to have bad guys. No, the truth is that every it's everybody's birthright to have love and to have a beautiful, healthy relationship. It's actually up to us because we manifest our destiny. Um, I I love that. 
It's our birthright to have love. I've never heard that before. I agree, right? Like, why shouldn't we have love? But so many women especially feel so down and out after a split. They feel deceived. They feel heartbroken. They feel crushed. There's feelings of self-doubt and self-consciousness. Can you speak to that a little bit? More than just, you know, tell you can tell yourself you deserve it, but you have to believe it. So how, do, how does that shift start? Well, first I want to say that everything in life happens for a reason and it happens for us to learn. So even the the bad things in life, they happen for us to learn. So I would say, first, ask yourself, what can I take from this? What did I learn? What did I learn about myself? What did I learn about life? What did I learn that I don't want? What do I learn that I do want? And then, so in my book, Manifesting, Step-by-Step Guide to Attracting the Love That's Meant for You, it's all about, the first step is that self-love, that knowing yourself worth. And it takes you through exercises of going back to your childhood. We were all born as this beautiful, innocent essence and life and relationships got in the way. So my book and the work that I do, I help people to get back to who we really are without the jadedness, without the trauma, without something that somebody might've said to us in seventh grade or a million exes that we bought into. Mm -hmm. So through compassionate self-forgiveness, it's long story short, you put your hand in your heart. You say, I forgive myself for buying into the misbelief that I'm unworthy of love. What is the truth? The truth is, of course, I'm worthy of love. So it's, and you can do that in line at Starbucks or anywhere, but it's practice. (laughs) It's so true because every, every single person I was with before my ex saw and before my husband now saw certain things in me as a flaw. Whereas when I met my current husband, he, he was like, Oh my God, you're so affectionate and you're so loving. And it's so beautiful where anyone else might've said you're too needy. And it was like, Oh my God, I finally realized that like, you just have to be aligned and somebody's going to see the value in you where a million other people might've seen it as a flaw. And that was something that was a really powerful shift for me. Yes. It feels, it's so freeing just to be yourself and to know that the right person is going to love you for you. Cause it takes so much, like in my, in my book, a dating persona I talk about is the chameleon. That is the person that changes for every person that they're with. Oh, I've been that before. Yeah. Um, sorry. So have I, um, I always tell the story that I got certified for scuba diving because I had a boyfriend who liked to go scuba diving and I wanted to spend time with him. So I spent a lot of money and a lot of time getting certified for scuba and pretended I loved it. I'm so sorry you did that. That sounds horrible. Yeah, it was. But why, like, why do we do that? Is, is it because we're looking for the validation in any way, shape or form? So we're willing to abandon our sense of selves? Yes. I think at some point before you start to evolve and love yourself unconditionally, we are so hungry for love. We so want to be loved and it's the worst feeling in the world to to feel rejected. So we do everything we can, defense mechanisms. We betray ourselves essentially. And that's why the work that I do in this book is to help people to get back to who you are and to know your worth and to never stray from yourself ever again. You want to be steadfast. You don't want to be like this, this leaf blowing in the wind. You want to be that strong tree that knows who you are, that knows your worth. And if you don't, I always say, if you don't want to be on the bus of my life, then that's your choice. But um, this is a fun bus to be on. 
So that's what <laughs> I want my clients and people to know. Yeah. And not I always say, going to love you. I know we spend so much time worrying about, you know, through our adolescence, like, oh, are they going to like me? Am I going to be included? Am I going to be good enough? And I feel we all do that in our first marriages. Like he's good on paper. I hope he likes me, you know, and and now is the time for us to be like, well, I hope I like them. Yes. So I love that you're saying that because a lot of my clients, they say their picker is off. They're choosing the wrong guy. And what I, what I've noticed is that so many times they've just, they've been chosen and they just fall into this relationship, but they haven't done the choosing. So it is so important, like you're saying, to know what you're looking for and to be discerning and say, does this work for me? Does this not? And to not have a lack and scarcity mentality, like there's never going to be another guy, you know, you need to trust that the right guy is going to come <laughs> along. I, I know that feeling. It's hard, especially after divorce, when it is so much harder to date. You have limited time, you have limited resources, you know, maybe you need to get a sitter and that's that's expensive and hard to do. And so it's it's hard to be discerning when you're kind of like in that drought mindset. But what are some other dating personas we need to not buy into this time around, Jamie? Yes. So another one is the fault finder. And the fault finder is someone who, like it says, always, there's always something wrong with the guy. So this is kind of opposite what we're about what we were just talking about. Um, but I think that there's a fine line with being picky and discerning and then being the fault finder. The fault finder ultimately, so all these dating personas that I talk about, they are meant to help you find love, but people use them to to protect themselves and they're really preventing love. So the fault finder essentially subconsciously is so scared of getting rejected that they want to find anything wrong with the guy. Like for instance, oh my God, he wore a brown belt and black shoes. I was I also this person at one point. Oh my God. It was, it was defense. It was defensive. Yeah. Yeah. Or even deeper. Um, like for me, I, and luckily my husband, so I'm a Cubs fan. My husband is, even though we live in LA, but I'm a Cubs fan. My husband's a Cardinals fan. I am not a sports girl whatsoever. My point is that I needed a man who loves sports. Cause I grew up, I have two brothers. Like, I don't know. It was something that was, it was very manly to me. Mm -hmm. So for me, and luckily my husband does like sports. However, there were some guys that I didn't like, it just wasn't attractive to me. So I, I was the fault finder at that point. You know, if they didn't like sports, I was like, eh. But really, and luckily, my husband likes sports and was meant to be. But that's an example also. Like, if so there's one funny. little thing. Yeah, I. it was for me. So my my daughter's father loved, loves sports. And it was like a religion for him. And I was like, oh my God, I'm not doing this again. The other thing I didn't want to do, I, I'm from New York, but I live in Miami. I said, over my dead body, am I going to date a guy who was born and raised in Miami? Sure enough, my husband is a Miami born and bred boy and just as religious about his sports as my ex-husband was. So you, you can never say never, right? Yes. And it is important to be open, not too open. Like, um, for instance, I have a client who bless any Uber driver's soul, just bless their soul. But she was almost being too open. She wants to be with a successful man. And she was dating an Uber driver. Um, 
I said, if he had a startup, you know, if he was going to medical school, but he just had no ambition. So I was like, this is very, you're saying you want to be with a successful man and she's a dentist, she's successful. Um, but yet your actions are sh- are showing something different. So you, you want to, there's such a fine line between being discerning, you know, being as open as possible, but also honoring yourself and what you need. Yeah. I think being true to yourself is important and also realizing that you can meet the love of your life who doesn't fit all the check all the boxes in your head. You know, it's, it's, he could be the best guy in the world and to see him be turned away because of his profession would be so sad. Right. And so that's why I have my clients make a list of their non-negotiables. And it's not a list of a hundred. It's a list of three. Mm-hmm. These are the, the guy must have these. These are must have qualities, three to five. Three to five. I know my mom would always say, if there's 10 things you want and you get half, you're very lucky. That's really cute. That sounds like a mom thing. Very cute. That's that's such a mom thing to say, right? My mom, at least. They're calling it the Bible for all divorcing moms. I can't believe it, but that's what they've said about my book, Moms Moving On, Real Life Advice on Conquering Divorce, Co-Parenting Through Conflict, and Becoming Your Best Self. Moms Moving On is filled with practical, actionable, and empowering advice from someone who's been through it and come out on the other side, me. Through inspirational stories, rituals, journal prompts, and my guidance, you'll learn how to navigate your divorce with confidence, adjust to life as a single mom, shift your perspective to find your way back to your best self, and create the life you truly deserve. It's available in paperback, hardcover, audiobook, and Kindle. So go get my book. I promise you won't regret it. Okay. So I want to talk about your book. So tell me like, if I'm buying this book, what is it going to help me achieve? So one of the major aspects of my book is that I help you decide and figure out what the missing pieces are between you and the love that's meant for you. And very common ones are doing the same thing over and over, unresolved issues, and also not being in touch enough with your intuition, which we've talked about some of those things. There are also other missing links and it could be different missing links for different people. Um, There's seven dating personas. We've gone over some of them. There's also affirmations and exercises. So it's a, an experiential book. You're actually doing the work as you're going through. That's so important. A million spiritual concepts um, that I learned by going to spiritual psychology school for three years after my master's degree. And it changed my life and it deepened the work that I do. Um, so anyhow, there's some of my stories in there also. There's my client's successful stories. It's the book that I wish that I had when I was manifesting my husband. I think that ultimately my book takes away suffering from people and um, helps the road be a little bit easier because it helps you understand life and relationships so much better and just helps you get amazing. That's amazing. When, when did it come out? It was published on February 7th. Um, and just in time for Valentine's day, that was nice. Good for you. The publisher that did that on purpose. Um, yeah. So it was distributed by Simon Schuster. Um, Oh, we're both Simon and Schuster girls. You are also. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So read mine and hers. It's the perfect order. It makes the most sense. 
yes, read them simultaneously. Switch mm-hmm. off every night. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and just like yours, I'm sure you can get it at Simon Schuster, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, wherever books are sold. I love it. And I will definitely be linking this. I'm so excited. Congratulations to you. This is great information. Uh, We need more people like you to turn the cynics like me into believers because it, it can happen. I really, I really do know that. Jamie, where can everybody find you if they want to learn more about you or work with you? Thank you. So my website, very easy, therelationshipexpert.com. My Instagram is at the relationship expert, but there's no E at the beginning of expert, just the relationship letter X, P-E-R-T. And I have a show called Love Talk Live on LA Talk Radio. All that information is there. And I do have a free gift. I'm going to send you the link. Amazing. Seven days, seven days of manifesting love, affirmations and exercises, different from what's in the book. I will send you the link for that. So thank you. I can't wait to share that. This is perfect. Um, for everybody listening, check it out. I, I can't tell you, we all need so much help in the dating after the divorce space. And, and this is, this is gold jackpot. See you guys soon. Thanks for being here. So you want to be a divorce coach, but the term divorce coach is a broad one because there is just so much you can cover in the world of moving on. Maybe you find yourself gravitating towards clients with high conflict co-parents, or perhaps you have a knack for helping women pull themselves out of bed when they feel overwhelmed with single mom responsibilities. No matter your ideal client, the one thread that will unite them all is that they're moms and moms need a different level of support when it comes to divorce coaching. With my Moving On Method, you'll not only learn how to best support a client through their divorce, you'll also learn how to help support them as they transition into their new role as co-parents and managing a coaching business. I'm Michelle Dempsey-Moltak, Certified Divorce and Co-Parenting Specialist, and I founded the Moving On Method after years of working with clients from all over the world and seeing them all struggle with the same issues. In this training, you'll learn my five principles for helping a client with their moving on process, along with how to make your practice successful. Visit momsmovingon.com today to apply for my program. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Moms Moving On. I hope you found today's episode to be helpful, inspiring, and give you the advice you need to feel empowered and strong as you move on. Don't forget to come say hi on Instagram at the Michelle Dempsey and drop us a line if there's a specific topic or subject you'd like us to discuss. Thanks. Stay strong.